You brought up something earlier, Jerry, uh, not in our conversation that we're having right now, but something we, when we were just uh, getting ready for this, that talked a little bit about, um, you know, equity returns, equity drawdowns versus CTA returns, CTA drawdowns. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that? I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think to some degree, not only do CTAs have to explain their performance as it relates to the systems and the markets that they trade and the shorts that they trade, they also have to choose a certain amount of leverage. And very few hedge funds or CTAs are targeting you know, a similar return drawdown that an S&P has historically had, 8% return and a 50-plus percent drawdown. So I think this week, especially, there's headlines that CTAs lost more money than the S&P and some of that is due to the leverage and their expected annual return, at least according to all of us, uh, when we do our research and backtesting would be far greater than 8%. Not an excuse, just kind of an explanation of how the returns can not only not uh, provide uh, crisis alpha in a, in a certain week, but actually be worse um, because our expectation of profit and drawdown is looked at over 20 or 30 years of uh, analyzing the markets and um, <clears throat> we're coming up with methods and systems and ideas that are going to work and have worked over a long period of time, but not not that reliable on a weekly basis. Yeah, no, I, I completely uh, agree that, that, that definitely um, you could say many many strategies are held up to a very high standard when it comes to that in terms of expected returns, but also expecting to have relatively um, shallow drawdowns, which is, um, which is difficult to deliver in the long run. And maybe this is part of the problem, uh, at least in, this is sort of uh, one of the things that I've been pondering, and that is a lot of these strategies that we know of today take risk parity and risk premium, et cetera, et cetera, they haven't really been around for that long, um, you know, maybe 10, 15 years. So, and and in that period of time, and, and I know we've talked about this on this podcast, uh, you know, before, and in, you know, that last 10 years is really abnormal in terms of the relationship between equity and equities and bonds compared to the the very long run. So I'm just worried. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm worried, but I, I'm wondering whether the, whether investors are being, um, you know, said expectations for alternative strategies have been influenced by the fact that a few of these younger strategies have actually done really well. But they've done really well in an unusual environment and over a relatively short period of time because um, there is some math behind this. But the longer you go out, you should expect your drawdowns to get bigger. That's how the math works because there's a higher probability that over a 50-year period, you could have a bigger drawdown than over a three-year period. That's just the way it is. So anyways, I think... I think it's something we, well, I guess for the three of us who've been doing this for for a while, we it's nothing new that every time you have one of these events that that we have to uh, we have to play defense a bit and and uh, explain our uh, you know our views. And I think uh, luckily, I think uh, a lot of the investors who have been around this space for a while they they understand and they acknowledge it. But uh, you know, we're obviously trying to educate 
new a new bunch of investors to to uh, diversify into these strategies and 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 that obviously is never helpful when you see a period like this and with headlines uh, as we've seen. Mm-hmm.